She-Hulk, Attorney at Law and Werewolf by Night are the latest additions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney+. But are they both hulking successes or are they fly-by-night? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Today we review podcast, and today we're looking over She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and Werewolf by Night. Assuming that our discussion of She-Hulk does not go on so long that Werewolf by Night becomes its own episode. Who knows? Who can say? We're recording. We'll figure that out in the edit. I'm still Mike. And I'm still Darren. So, She-Hulk. Right. It's out. Um, it is. We've, we're a little bit late to the party. That we are. And... We, we did promise you a different version of this review. We did promise wise. It was going to have far more estrogen. It was. <laughs> However. I could not talk my wife into this review. Right. Because I could not talk my wife into this show. She bailed after episode one. Fair enough. I was, my wife did watch it and did enjoy it, but is actually a productive member of society and he's currently on a work thing. So he's not here <laughs> To be present in this show. Ain't that a recurring thing in our lives? We well, really are the stay-at-home husbands really just doing are. our little hobbies. We have trophy wives and we're not afraid of it. You know, we've do- we've married well, well above our station. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing they tolerate her podcasting. We're not afraid of powerful women. Anyway, She-Hulk. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Mine's even a lawyer, so maybe... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that would have been an interesting... There uh, you go. Viewpoint um, had we got it on the show. It was. So... We were going to do that because we suspected, much like we Miss Marvel, we weren't going to be the target demographic for this. Mm. Now, we should point out this, and especially Werewolf by Night, are actually great examples of what we talked about like a few years ago. Of like, mm. If the MCU is going to carry on, diversity is key. Yes. It cannot just keep pumping out the same things. Now, the movies have had a bit of a problem with this. Mm. Of a lot of the criticisms, especially of Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness, is how formulaic it kind of was. Despite the fact they had carte blanche to go, fucking mental, they kind of didn't, mm. and the movie suffers from that. Yes. You cannot levy the same complaint against whoever is running the TV department of the MCU at the moment. Because no. the Disney Plus shows have been anything but samey. I mean, WandaVision and Moon Knight are the key examples of this. Mm. A sitcom pastiche through the years, and a full-on... I mean, how do you describe Moon Knight? Exactly. It's not really meant for description. You just kind of have to experience it. But like, And they're both fucking amazing. They really are. Now, I liked Miss Marvel more than you did. Yeah. but I the... liked the two episodes of Miss Marvel that were more centred in something we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Because, you know, the finale... I mean, Marvel's got a big problem with finales. We all know this. Yes. But the finale of Miss Marvel was like a real letdown. The earlier episodes I didn't really get on board with. But you did that bit in the middle with the... Um, oh, what were they the called? Red Daggers the in Red Pakistan. Red Daggers. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yes, it was so, good. So, that bit was good. So... It... It doesn't really ever climb above, like, even though I liked it, it's a, it's a middle-of-the-range MCU entry. Mm. Now, She-Hulk, on the other hand... Yes. Now, it's still kind of going for a little bit of that Miss Marvel stuff. Pretty low stakes. Mm-hmm. 
But it was, one, more comedy-centric, two, more fourth-wall-breaking, which you haven't seen before. Yes. And three, was very much kind of playing into, no, this is a legal drama first and a superhero thing, not even, like, second. It's more of a romantic comedy thing second and then a superhero thing is, like, a tertiary concern. Basically. And, you know, again, that's great. Diversity is key. But eventually they will start eventually making products that aren't necessarily meant for us. Yes. So how do we deal with She-Hulk, Meryl? I mean, it's Ali McBeal, but green. Ali yeah. McTeal, if you will. Hey! For every decision that I think this, this series makes, it does something interesting and fun and actually really enjoyable and then five things i dislike at the same time Ah. so i i'm not as hot on this as i initially was right following episode one which i thought actually thought was pretty fucking good yeah the series gets progressively worse even though there are shines of something very new very interesting and very fun and then I feel like it goes over a cliff edge towards the end of the series. And I'm not excited to see more, knowing that we definitely will. Mm. It's almost the reverse Moon Knight. That first episode is, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Yeah. Even though it's great. it's like, yeah, yeah. And then it ramps up and you're like, I want more Moon Knight right the fuck now. Yes. This is like, okay, I dragged myself through nine episodes of She-Hulk. Can we just put her in a team-up movie now? And just have some cool She-Hulk stuff. Yeah. Because the, the TV show is not interested in do, doing a lot of cool She-Hulk stuff. So that when it does pop up, it's the highlight of the fucking show. Yes. And I can't help but feel that for everything I've just said... Yeah. I'm made out to be more and more of the villainous character in this show. <laughs> it feels a bit pointed, but that might just be... Oh yeah, a bit internal, a bit of an internalization yes. going on, and I have to ask myself a lot of questions, and then I have to have a sit down and have a Pringle sandwich. So I give this two Pringle sandwiches. Pringles? <laughs> Why are you eating the shit crisps? Because like they got a nice, pleasing shape when you push them down on the bread, crunchy, crunchy, yum yum yum. Anyway, enough about my snacking habits. I fucking hate Pringles. How did let's, you... not, let's not get onto that. Is this a Pringles show for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I came away liking it. Despite the fact I think all episodes are three out of five, with the exception of one. With the exception of one, and we know why. <laughs> we'll get to him. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's for the most part, listen, the chances it takes to be different are its strengths. Yes. So that is to be commended. Yes. Everything just to set itself apart from the other things work well. Yes. It's just where either the trappings of Marvel come to get it and try and drag it down a little bit, or just like... It not really landing the jokes as much as I think it kind of needed to do. Yeah. It almost feels like... The, this is the problem. With such an an on, long-running franchise as this, yeah. you can't not make something and it not be relevant. As you know, Feige no. bangs on and on and on. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. Yes. Whereas it feels like this show's strongest moments are calling out how ridiculous this entire situation yes. is... So you're pivoting towards an audience that perhaps isn't as inclined to know about, you know, the exact timeline of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. In which case, are you appealing to an audience that perhaps isn't going to return? Mm. I'm worried that the decisions here 
as much as I like, as you say, the bravery to do something very much out of the comfort zone. Yes. Are actually trying to appeal to an audience that doesn't really exist. So I'm a bit yeah. worried about that. It is hard to kind of pin down exactly who this is for. Yeah. So I'm guessing you're referring mainly to the fourth wall breaking. Yeah, and I'm aware. Like, people are going to come come and be like, Deadpool isn't the only person that breaks the fourth wall. Obviously, there is a long-running She-Hulk comics where this is very much yeah. what happens. You know, she's, it's like something like an 87 comic where she's like very famously just tears through a panel so she can get to the final fight quicker. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. It's not that much of a thing, though, right? I feel like there's a lot of fourth wall breaking compared to She-Hulk comics that I've certainly read. Yes. Or at least comics that contain She-Hulk. Mm. It's not this very constant aside. You know, I'm not watching a Shakespeare production. I don't, no. I don't need a narrator. I can see it with my eyes. Like, you don't need to fill in the blanks yeah. for me. And that's where I think, as much as I like Tatiana Maslany as Jen mm. Walters, again, like, don't love, like, and it just feels like, okay, you're the court jester now. There's too much of a, isn't this strange? Isn't this funny? Aren't I? And, and it's like, yeah, we, we, we get it. It's You're not Deadpool. Like, Deadpool is very much, every second has got to make a slight comment because yeah. that's his deranged Shtick. mind. That's yeah. his shtick. Jim Walters isn't supposed to be played as somebody that out of touch with reality. And it didn't really match up for me. Right. To me, it is the thing that's most worthy of like deconstructing about the show. Because mm. everything else it does, it's it's low stakes by design. Mm. Now, that is actually one of its strengths in the... Oh, yeah. It genuinely... it's it's Because it actually plays to the character and like motivations that she has of, no, I don't want to be a superhero. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It's a really interesting dichotomy, because everybody else we've ever seen in the MCU has had the powers happen to them by accident, design, or whatever, and has then instantly taken the call to arms and had no problem just completely accepting the superhero lifestyle. Yeah. Spider-Man's the only one who ever tries to really balance it out, whereas everyone else is just gung-ho into this. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we've ever seen someone have the powers given to them, completely by accident, and basically reject everything about being a superhero and say, no, I worked hard to be a lawyer. I'm not giving that up. Mm. This can open new doors for me, but ultimately that is what I want to do and that is what I am going to do, despite what everyone else tells you to do. Yeah. That's interesting. But, yeah, the the fourth wall breaking is like this big fucking... You just can't avoid it. You have to, you have to talk about it. And it's such a double-edged sword. Right. Undeniably, the best laughs of the show come from the fourth wall break. Yes. Um, and then also the most annoying moments in the show. Completely. Yeah. And as with most things, it's the brain that ruins it. In that I had found a kayfabe way to make it fine mm. that the finale does not help. <laughs> no. Does not, not in the help. Slightest. In the fucking slightest. Can you explain your kayfabe version it before spoilers? Yes. Okay. okay. So cool. in my head, mm. I had said, right. Um, now, they haven't really done this in the MCU with Hulk, admittedly. But in the comic books, Bruce Banner has multiple personalities. Yes. He, each version of the Hulk that you see 
even though some of it was just to like describe why he was grey initially and then became green, it was a printing error. Mm. And but they found a way to bake that into the kind of kayfabe of the world. In that there's different versions of the Hulk. There's Savage Hulk. There's Doc Hulk. There's the there's Joe Fixit Hulk. There's mm. Maestro. Mm. And every time you see a different shape, size, colour of Hulk, it's a different personality trying to get out. Yeah. And they all exist inside Bruce's head. Yeah. It's a very interesting part of the character and gives it lots of scope to breathe. In my head, that was... she Because the thing about She-Hulk that established in the first episode is unlike the Hulk, she has complete control over the Hulking. Yeah. She can go in and out of being a Hulk at will... She doesn't have the anger issues when she is the Hulk. I mean, like, there's a few certain instances, particularly in the penultimate episode, where that kind of comes out and it can heighten the anger that she's feeling. Mm. But for the most part, she's got that unlock. In my head, they may be the Hulk and said, like, oh, you know, I had all these different... Because they have said that there's at least two personalities in there. Ragnarok establishes that the Hulk and Bruce Banner are two different people. Yeah. The Jen, it was brought up like, well, you don't have the multiple personalities or different voices in there. And Jen's like, no, of course I don't. But it turns out she does, mm. and that's who she's talking to. There'd be an episode later on where the camera would turn round and we would see, like, you know, a more comic book representative, uh, accurate, sorry, representation of Jen and see the big fucking massive Hulk with the classic costume on or a grey version of that or whatever. Or like a fully, someone would never see like a fully hulked out Jen. That. That'd be interesting. And that's who she's talking to. All these little asides, if you saw it from Bruce's perspective in that first episode, is her just kind of talking to nobody. And that's fine. That then completely makes sense in the universe. Yep. And it's all good. She's not directly talking to us, as in Darren Goodridge and Michael Owen. She's talking to a version of her, and it's just the, the framing of the camera shot is why it seems like she's talking to us. That I can completely get on board with. Yep. That doesn't shatter kayfabe. That is all good. Yep. And then the finale happens, yep. and we'll get to that yep. a little later. Yeah. Until that point, I thought it was great. I really liked it. It is genuinely... I have so many feelings we're going to have to get to mm-hmm. in the spoilers about that last episode, because fuck me, is it, is it really makes this now on the bubble of like, oh, what do I think about it really? But yeah. The preceding, what, eight episodes of it? Eight, yeah, because there's nine episodes. I was on board with it for the most part. Look, there is only one standout episode. Most episodes kind of blend together. We know which one it is. Yeah. Can we just talk about it now? It's not a fucking secret. It's not. He was in the trailers. Yeah. The whole season was just like, yeah, but where is Matt Murdock? Yeah. Like, he, you said he's coming, and I've seen, his, I've seen the new costume. I don't think it's great, but I've seen it, and I know it's coming. We've met up multiple times whilst this series has been running, and every week, your frustration at no Matt Murdock has only grown. <laughs> oh, it does. At the end of every episode, I'm like, but he wasn't even in the post-cred. Where is he? <laughs> it took until the second to last episode <laughs> for him to turn up. But it's okay, because I get to say this again. Matt Murdock's here, and he fucks. He does fuck. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I like how... Remember the Watchmen cartoon? Yeah. And how that really pissed off some people we knew. Yeah. Of like, no, that's not what the Watchmen is. Oh, the what, Saturday morning Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm nutty. I'm nutty. John will give you cancer, <laughs> and you'll turn into a car. <laughs> to me, Watchmen is the Daredevil Netflix series, yeah. and this is to people who really love that show... The Watchmen Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Now, I he's like... He's happy. He's happy. He's <laughs> smiling. He's having sex. He's having fun. <laughs> I 
on the other hand, like both versions. Daredevil is not just solely fucking grimy senders shit, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you can be happy. Hey, senders is never happy and everyone's sad. This is Hollyoaks Daredevil. <laughs> if someone would like to remix either way round, either way round works. The Stenders oh. theme tune in the Daredevil style. <laughs> I can hear it now. It works. It works. I like both. I like both Eastenders Daredevil and Hollyoaks Daredevil. They're both fine. You're Nick, you slag. I love it. Like I'm happy. I'm glad that he's happy. Mm. He's happy. Yeah. He's like, it does bring up the question, right? It's it's kind of spoilers for this book, but they they do hook up at the end of the episode. Yeah. Can he still hear crime whilst he's sexing <laughs> She-Hulk? Can he still hear all the crime? <laughs> but he's just choosing to ignore it because he's having sex with She-Hulk. <laughs> Oh, so many questions. There are um, so many questions. Oh, it's a sexy show. Is this what he was doing during Hawkeye? <laughs> 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 the whole episode. That, right, let's just talk. That episode is the fucking best. I mean, obviously, it's the Daredevil episode. It is, but, see, I'm higher on Tatiana Maslany than you are. I really liked her in this. Okay. I think everything she brought to to both sides of the character worked Really, really well, and my God, does it pay off in that episode? They have such good chemistry that they I'm like, do. I don't need Karen back. <laughs> I'm sorry, Deborah and Wall. I, I, I previously was all on board, but now this is my favourite couple in in like Marvel. There's no complications. Mm. They work on both a human and a superhero level. It just makes sense that these two be together. They're clearly fucking hot for each other. <laughs> the chemistry was off the fucking chain. Yeah. Oh, God, it was such a good goddamn episode. And the scene where they're both in the courtroom was brilliant. Right. As a reintroduction to Matt Murdock. Like, Excellent. Hell yeah. Well, second reintroduction yeah. to Matt Murdock. And him being all slick and charming in the bar afterwards. Hell yeah. And then him having, like, now we've got the Marvel budget, he can do more flips now. My God, he's acrobatic, finally. And, of course, they put him in a fucking hallway. They did, yes. they did, and then teased out that he was going to have a second hallway fight, and She-Hulk just smashes through <laughs> the ceiling. It's so, it's wasn't, such a good pairing. Wasn't my favourite bit of that episode, though. Which was? I mean, close second is Daredevil walking home with his boots in hand like the oh. he is, but was, <laughs> Walk of shame, yeah, was, but was ultimately topped by the sting of the Netflix opening music, where he's like... <gasps> I'm Daredevil. <laughs> I am so hard right now. <laughs> like I said, I don't like the new costume. I know it harkens back to his first appearance when I, he was yellow I and red. I do hope we're back in full red yeah. when it comes to Born Again, though. I, I, I like, like, it's fine, but the thing is, Daredevil had two mint costumes in the fucking show. Yeah. Oh, the man without fear. The man without fear. Well, yeah. Even though it's just a fucking, it's a black onesie and a fucking bandana, that's it. Fucking works, Still though, do not it? <laughs> I just, I'm so glad that he's happy. Yeah. That he's smiling. And he, but he, there's no conflict. There's no fucking inner demons eating away at his fucking relationship. The bit when they're on the roof and he's like, I can hear their heartbeats mm. and he can hear, hear hers and yeah. she gets all like, oh. It, like, oh, oh, it was so, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was so happy with that episode that it made up for all of the perfectly fine episodes <laughs> that preceded it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, in terms of larger cast, you've there's not. It's weird, right? There's a lot of extra people, but you spend so much time with Jen that everyone feels like an ancillary character. Apart from maybe um, Nikki, Ginger Gonzaga's yes. character. 
She, she was definitely my wife's favourite character by Kojima. She was pretty good. Yeah, I she quite was liked her. Um, but like, Jamila Jamil was like the big get that everyone said yeah, going in. and from watching The Good Place, you're like, okay, here we fucking go. But she's, in every episode she's in, other than the one that is literally about her, mm. it feels, you could have done a lot more with Jamila Jamil that you chose not to do for some reason. Yeah, I am... The reworking of Titania into an influencer as well yeah. is like, I know this will seem very on the pulse to do that decision. Mm. It ultimately dates that character. It will do, yes, so, admittedly. I, again, it's one of those things of like, I don't know how to feel about this. I just know that I don't feel good. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's a character from The Good Place. I like The Good Place. Uh, it's a fun, stupid villain from the comic books. This should be a lot of fun. I'm not having fun. No. Like, um, apart from maybe... No, to be fair, I don't even like the episode where they actually finally have a fucking fight. Yeah. It's a weak episode. I don't... It's... Again, but it's kind of goes like, she's not dealing with world-ending threats. She's not even really dealing with threats. Yeah, Like, they're just... Just in the course of her life, people come to try and fight her. Mm. And that's fine. But, like, yeah, it's kind of hard to then pick out really anybody else. Like, you've got Josh Shigera, who plays Pug, who is, like, the assistant to She-Hulk's assistant. Mm. The only reason I know about him, he's a massive wrestling nerd. So oh. I liked the character for Fair that enough. reason alone. Cool. Um, you've got John Bass from uh, Miracle Workers, who was Todd. And Todd was fine. And so on and so forth. They're all just fine. Yep. And then, of course, it's Cameo Central. Oh, yeah. My so, God. So, um, I think the big, the biggest one is Abomination. In terms yes. of presence to the series. Yes, he is the instigating... Well, he's the first case she deals with when she becomes a superhero um, lawyer. Um, which, again, nice crooks. It's a nice, easy way to get lots of cameos in. And it kind of may It narratively makes sense then to have lots of cameos. So that's good. Um, and, yeah, it's nice to see Tim Roth back. Um, very much not playing the same character he was, what, 15, 20 years ago? No, not uh, even slightly. No, doesn't even look the same. He's completely zen. Um, but I liked it. It was a nice it was a nice turn from Tim Roth to just be yeah. like all quasi-hippie about his life. I liked it. And the episode that focuses on his life out of prison yes. is a lot of fun. Like, That's my favourite scene in it, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot mm. of fun because you get you get to have some weird Z-list characters showing oh, up yeah. that I really want to see more of, to be honest with you. Um, but then for every decision like that, you get like episode three where it's just, oh, here's an elf from New Asgard just yeah. fucking doing stupid shit. That and wasn't like, great. I don't fucking care. But and then of course I mean we we kind of already alluded to it a little bit but yeah. Wong is also back in this series yeah I mean it's it's Benedict Wong who I love he's just good in everything but and I do like Wong and everybody is going cocoa fucking bananas for Madison it's, I both get it and don't get it yeah it's, and my worry is that this is one of those things where Marvel will go. Well, look at the data. The data shows everyone loves Madison. Let's give her... <laughs> we'll give her House of Madison. That seems like a good idea. Let's do that. Why? It's it's funny. It's, it's funny, it's, but that's it's so shallow. Yeah, exactly that. It is shallow. It's very, very funny mm. to have 
a total airhead and the Sorcerer Supreme sit down to watch The Sopranos. Very funny. And watch This Is Us, which, which spoke to me very personally. <laughs> Did Disney own that now? It was on Disney Plus, so... Oh, there you go. They yes, I imagine so. Cool. So, <sighs> like, it's funny, but like mm. you say, we know what works gets more airtime. And I don't... Outside of that gag, that episode, where it was very funny, mm. I, I don't want to see it again. Like, that was good. Let's, what's the legs on that character? What's you know the I mean? legs on that character? Uh, it's it's going to be over. Like everyone's speculating that she may be the one to introduce Mephisto to the MCU. <laughs> I'm like, come on, lad. Although you heard the casting rumor, was a of Mephisto? No, Sasha Baron Cohen might be turning up as Mephisto in Ironheart. I wouldn't be mad at that. I just saw someone photoshopping his um, Borat. I'm going to the MCU. Love it. I'm going to Marvel. Um, I mean, we've seen what he can do in proper dramatic roles. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Like if it's if it's the Sasha Baron that was in Trial of the Chicago Seven. Fuck yeah. Hell yes. Give me that. All in. Um, and you get ones like the Mister Immortal episode, which I, I just didn't I, find that funny. I'm really sad about the Mister Immortal episode. Where I really wanted them, if they were going to do a comedy movie, mm. to do the Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah. Which is Mr. Immortal uh, and a bunch of other fucking useless people. Right. And I, I would have loved that to be like an Andy Samberg in or something like that. Yeah. Of just having that character who's not really got any other powers, but wears a giant eye on his chest with the word Mr. on him again yeah. and just can't fucking die. There's, there's so much comedy legs in that and they waste it on just... I mean, who played him in this? Because ah. he gave no, like... I know who he is. You know who he is. And you know who he is. Do I? He was in the Mandalorian. He's the Twi'lek who was the um, like the governor of the little town that just the little. Oh, he's chase. that little bitch. Yeah, he's that no little wonder. bitch. Yeah. Oh, he no, fucking he ruins like... everything. <laughs> I found him funny in both of them. He was good, but uh, yeah, it's just it's well funny to a point, but it felt very like oh, this is very ninety sitcom yeah. level of humour, isn't it? It was basically married with children during that bit. Of the end, that's the it? shackle that like I get that that's what it actually wanted to do. Yeah. I think it just wasn't. It was. It was fine. It was okay. I got a laugh out of every episode, and there's lots of comedies I've watched recently that didn't do that. So mm. that's fine. But yeah. like, I will admit, the first post-credits scene of the first episode, the very last line, did get a very big laugh out of me. But that was the probably the biggest laugh in the season. Which one was that? Um, tr- where, where Jen's trying to get the information if Captain America's a virgin or not. Oh, uh, yeah. Head of Bruce, and then finally gets it. He just goes, Captain America, fuck! And then cut. No one's allowed to say the F word in no. Marvel movies. They've not tried... even Chris Evans. No. Um, oh, yeah, fucking Mark Ruffalo's here for a bit. He is here for a bit. And, good God, does that model make She-Hulk look like Fucking cardboard. Oh yeah, we haven't got to the fucking CGI problems. Oh boy. It gets better as the series goes on. There are episodes where it's better. So it doesn't look that bad in the Daredevil fight, for example. No, looks fine. And in the finale, it looks passable. There is a trough in the middle of this there season. Is any any time she's in that law office, for some reason it looks fucking horrendous. It's like she's floating off, better, off the floor and has yeah. been pasted in after... And I know, I know that we have a situation, visual effects artists need to be paid more yeah, and do. worked less. There, there's, they, You need to unionise, you need to get something to change the situation you're currently in. Marvel can't keep treating you this way. I feel you're paid, sisters. <laughs> but, yep. 
it looks fucking atrocious. And it, it was one of those situations where, like, okay, we saw that first trailer. Mm. It looked like dog shit. We saw that second trailer. It looked like slightly shinier dog shit. Yeah. Maybe the season will fix it. Occasionally it does. Moments in episode one, it don't look that bad. Moments mm. in the finale in episode uh, eight, it doesn't look That's that fun. bad. Two through seven, I'd say. It, a, she's not fucking there, is no. she? No. No, it's not great. And I mean, there's similarly some ropey shots of the Abomination. Everyone gets a ropey shot if you're a full CGI guy. Oh, Again, yeah. except for Hulk. Hulk's fine. Yeah, Hulk just looks great. They've had a lot of years to figure out the Hulk model, though, they so have. that's fine. But um, he does kind of appear and then make this sh- this show feel a bit like 300 Rise of an Empire. Right, like the cool shit's happening over there. Yeah, Hulk has literally gone off-world to go and have a much more interesting time. And we're stuck here with She-Hulk. <laughs> and again, liked this series. One that is the headline, but yeah, it does feel like I'd much rather go and see what Hulk was up to. Was there a scene with rocks? I don't, I don't think, think there was. was. Oh no, she's smashing rocks when she's training with uh, Hulk. So she is. Rocks! rocks. There we go. Um, but yeah, like my like, there's not much of like anyone else in casting you want to talk about because not particularly. I'm kind of lost. Like, I do want to talk about my favourite scene in the whole thing. Isn't in the Daredevil episode. Who knew? My God. It's when they're in the circle. Yes, with all of the shit characters. Yes. I love them. And they're in the circle and it comes to Jen. And again, it kind of speaks to the real core message of this is a person who had superhero-ness shoved on them and rejected it. Mm. And she's kind of lamenting the fact that now that she has basically now got the power to turn into all those people she was jealous of in high school. All this big, tall, powerful women that everyone thought were hot and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And now that's who people think she is. But that's not who she really is. And she's just like, you know, Jen deserves happiness. Jen's great. Jen deserves to have a happy life and a job she likes and a, and a loving partner and all that good stuff. And as much as I'm excited to be this, I'm still just as happy to be me. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Mm. I love that. Why wasn't that the whole thing about this whole show? Right. Why were we dealing with all this other silly nonsense? Like... Again, variety's good, but if you're going to do a sitcom, it needs to be very, very funny. Mm. And it kind of wasn't. It was no. It was all right. Got some laughs. But if it was a whole show about that, a whole show of her railing against the world and not you know, wanting to be that, it just comes up in fits and spurts. There's no real through line through the whole thing for that yeah. to be. The, that is what this show is about. It's it, trying to be five or six different things. And it can't have those moments, those really fantastically scripted moments. And there's... I'm going to make reference to another show here that knows how to balance comedy and drama perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because I'm working my way through the current season of BBC's Ghosts. And there is an episode where it's fucking sad o'clock. Yeah. And like... That's how you do it really fucking well. Which episode is that? I will talk about it after the, after the podcast. Because okay. I don't want to spoil anybody on here because it's sad a oh, fucking clock. Watch Ghost, it's great. It, watch Ghost, it's fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's that's a comedy show that knows where to draw the line yeah. and take things seriously and how to ease an audience down and make them cry with laughter whilst also crying with sadness. She-Hulk is not that show because it can't commit to having a touching moment like that. A, a room of fucking weirdos yeah. telling somebody that she has worth. Yeah. Because the reason she's there is because she's been stood up by a man yeah. and her car got smashed by a bull. And it's like, okay, okay. 
As a... We can't have nice things. No. Thank you for making this another middling Marvel project. There won't be any Marvel... Pro- unless, unless, unless Black Panther can pull out, and I doubt it can, can pull out a steaming fucking victory for this franchise, mm. Moon Knight is the only good thing about the MCU this year. And I'm really, mm. really worried about that. Unless Werewolf Boy Night was also good. Coming you up have later. To, I have to hold on for a second there. I may have to get off Hedge Range. Okay. Uh, uh, getting in for 27. Could I be terribly cheeky? <laughs> and ask you to drive me down to the train station so we can go fetch her and then come back. That's cool. Right, hang on. Uh, See, so if I hit that. Maybe it's stop. Oh, stop. Happy fucking days. Sweet. Uh, is there anything else we want to actually talk about, or should we just um, call it there? We can do like all the cool shit they did, so we can do a spoiler alert and then do the Kevin Robot and the, okay. all that shit. Right now, as this is still potentially a two-part, we're only on the half an hour mark. Make it tricky to do a spoiler alert and then <laughs> say, but tune back in later. So. We'll give ourselves about 10 minutes. Yes. If you want to skip ahead 10 minutes to get to where one night be your guest. But here comes a spoiler alert for She-Hulk at the very least. Yes, only for She-Hulk. We need to talk about the finale. Yeah. 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 I both love it and hate it. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, we also need to discuss the villains. Oh, yes. There is an overarching villain. Yes, kind of. To an extent, I suppose. And I, I I, really like it. Although I don't think it really ultimately pays off much. No, I, I think it's... It, in trying to make a point about the the female experience, dare I call it that, yeah. it kind of goes, She-Hulk isn't good enough to have a proper villain. And that's, that's a bit of a counterproductive point to the series. Yeah. So... We're in spoiler alert. The, the the Todd chap who pops up a number yes. of times, first as a one of her Tinder matches, yes, and then again as like I think like an investor in the law firm. He's like his dad's very high up and That's powerful. It. So yeah, his, his dad's a client. Yes, and then he pops up as the main antagonist, the Hulk King, which I originally read as Hulkling, and was like, was that, oh no, they do Hulkling, oh, but wow. no, it's Hulk King. All right, Hulk King. Essentially. There's no two ways of putting this. The finale is triggered by She-Hulk's sex tape getting leaked. Yes. And they've built up this response, an in-universe response, that is very much meant to mirror the incel mindset. Yes. And the, the, the people who just can't get over the idea that women exist. Yes. And like and for the first time, it, when it happens, and you see those like in-universe, not tweets, but... Intelligentsia posts. Yeah. yeah. And you go, like, oh, yeah, the parody works here. Like, it's a bit on the nose, but I appreciate oh, There's it. no fucking salt to you, is it? <laughs> like, it's, it's a bit on the nose, but it's it works as, as a device to, to talk about an experience that me and you have no business talking about. No! It, it does kind of work. The problem is it becomes the plot. And, you know, I don't think we've ever had a, a finale that is kicked off with... Not just, like, something cartoonishly evil, but mm. genuinely upsetting. Yeah. Like, I did not like where that that where that where Daredevil episode left us because it put me in a position where I just felt very icky about what was being done. See, now, this is the problem. 
that there's so many conflicting things about this that I both think, yes, it was absolutely the right thing to do. You basically weaponise your criticism, which is the jackass strategy of putting all the bad reviews on the poster, basically. Like going, we know people are going to say these things about She-Hulk. Why not make that the point of the show? It's good to have a show that has a point to it. That's fine. But it, but it feels like... This is both a good and a bad thing. It feels like it's building something bigger. Like there'll be a grand reveal of somebody, the leader, or another fucking Hulk villain that's been pulling the strings this whole time. The Great. leader would have been such a good pick here. He's also the head of the intelligentsia in the comic book, so it would have made sense. And they don't. It just said, no, these are just normal people and they can still be bad guys and do bad things. They're the real, you know, they're real. That's the most scary thing about them. But then it also does rob it of like an actual ending of like yeah, yeah. and I, I, I this is the thing i don't i don't know my actual opinion of whether this is a good thing or a bad thing mm. in in some part it's good in some part it's less so and, yeah. and trying to land on that but again i think i can come back to it's not trying to speak to us necessarily i suppose so. particularly because we're not those type of people that are going to be like oh why are they doing a she hulk why are they doing yeah. female editing like, you are capable of reading yeah, so like, exactly. Not fucking hard when A, you know the base of the character, and B, you're capable yeah. of cognitive fucking thought. And Un- unlike most of the people that this is taking an aim at. I think my, my issue with it, I'm sorry to keep coming back to it, my issue with it is that is that Bruce Banner as the Incredible Hulk got to fight the Abomination, uh, Loki, Ultron, yeah. Thanos, and various people on Sakaar. Yeah. She-Hulk got to fight her Twitter trolls. Yeah. And this, it, again, like you say, weaponise the criticism because mm. inevitably it's coming. But also, you've de- you kind of degraded the main character in its own sense. And, and it's <laughs> not a pull the rug under the feet. But like you say, it's, you know, normal people are out there and normal yeah. people have the capacity for evil. Very interesting. Yeah. Oh no, it's a bunch of incels in a barn. Yeah. Very silly. But again, to come back to the kind of conflict of it, well, that comes back to the show's identity of not wanting to be a superhero show by design. The character does not want to be a superhero, so it would feel wrong and inauthentic for her to fight a supervillain. But Mm. at the same token, you want someone for She-Hulk to punch in the face really hard to then get that kind of sense of gratification, which the finale goes out of its way to not give you by giving it the most troublesome <laughs> 10 minutes of any Marvel show. Yeah. We are beyond the looking class now, people. <laughs> I cannot think of a single thing I liked about that final episode. Other than it being unique. And, and, say... and, and maybe Matt Murdock turning up again. Yeah, that was quite funny. So, if you haven't watched She-Hulk, I don't know how this hasn't caused more of a thing on Twitter, but it doesn't seem to have really ruffled that many feathers. Maybe people aren't watching She-Hulk, but... Mm. She sees this finale playing out of, like, it turns out that um, Todd was stealing her blood and setting up the sex tape, and he's been charged all the time, and now he's got Hulk blood, and he can turn into the Hulk. And then the abomination turns up and doesn't really seem to know what's going on and seems to have been suckered into this pet rally thing. And then Bruce comes, and Bruce is fighting them, and then Titania turns up. And, you know, the show is obviously making a point of, like, this is stupid, this doesn't happen. Why is this got to happen in every Marvel show? And She-Hulk's like, right now, I'm taking care of this. And then the Disney Plus home screen comes up. Mm. And She-Hulk punches her way out of the She-Hulk thing and climbs into Marvel Assembled 
and then goes to the writer's room. Yeah. Now, I will underlay all this of like, well, if Deadpool did this, you wouldn't have a problem, would you? Which is true. But this is the thing, we haven't had to deal with Deadpool yet. Yes. So my precious little kayfabe of the MCU Mm. has been whole. And also that's the beauty of Deadpool, the same Deadpool from the Fox movies coming over wholesale. Yes. He's a he's a literal fish out of water. Yes. When he comes over, he'll be possibly... Br- we haven't talked about that. He will b- possibly be bringing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. How do we not remember to talk about this? Holy <laughs> Tostitos. <laughs> oh, boy. James Mangold was very not happy, wasn't yeah. he? But he had to play along. Hey, Hugh, do you want to play Wolverine one more time? Yeah, all right. <laughs> how Again. much money you got? How, how big was the dumb trump that was colossus. rolled up to his house? There was no bin rounds that day in LA because they were all... <laughs> Busy. <laughs> I yeah that, but that hasn't happened yet. It hasn't. That is a future problem to deal with. And again, we kind of used it with Deadpool. This now, again, in the world of kayfabe, mm. basically goes none of this is real. Yeah. Thus, no, it isn't. Obviously, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't work. I don't, We're not stupid. <laughs> I didn't think Thor Ragnarok was a documentary. But, <laughs> Now it kind of... Did you know that our ancestors called it magic? <laughs> <laughs> I, will for, I will dine out on that one decent fucking <laughs> impression for the rest of my life. But now, all of that's been yanked out and there is a character who's no doubt going to be in team-up movies, mm-hmm. which I'm otherwise looking forward to, that is aware of the reality. Now, they have saved themselves a little bit because it's not our world she comes to. Because we don't no. have a robot called Kevin. We don't. We have a man called Kevin. We do. He wears a similar hat. And I've seen all the new Rockstar things try and bend over backwards to make <laughs> this still fine. I'm like, no, this is definitely Kang's doing. I don't envy Eric Voss at this No, moment. good God, no. Good Lord. But that's what I mean. I had, the, I had the idea in my head of she's talking to herself and this just completely shits over it because it basically warps her reality. Yes. The only version this works is that basically She-Hulk goes catatonic for a bit and goes into her own mind whilst the Savage Sea-Hulk took over mm. and dealt with the things while she was daydreaming this weird MCU thing mm. and then we snap back after everything's over and they're arresting Todd and Bruce is fine. Speaking of the Savage, Savage She-Hulk, by yes. the way, that um, opening to oh! this episode... I, I did like it. something about this episode. There doing, you go. doing the Incredible Hulk TV show shot. I liked shot. it. That was fucking great. It was good. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I have to marinate on it for a little bit. Because again, it's Disney+. Plus. If it's mm. something in a movie, it robs dramatic tension from everything. Yeah. If we just know that there's writers that are writing this. And it, it, and it, it still might happen. Mm. We are seeing more She-Hulk. This isn't, this isn't a character that's staying on TV. No. Feige has been very upfront. Yeah. All of the characters you see in the Marvel, in the Disney Plus shows, are appearing in the movies. Yeah. Kamala Khan is in a movie next year. To be fair, it looks like Captain America 4 is basically Hulk 2. Yes. And it does seem like they're setting up for Hulk... Planet Hulk. They're setting up Planet Hulk because... Right, I said 10 minutes. We've got like 60 seconds (laughs) left to go, Planet Hulk's coming because Scar's here. And he looks fucking stupid. He does look pretty fucking dumb. And we haven't explained how he managed to have a kid on... um, Sakaar, what... I think I've lost track of time at this point, but uh, he was up there for like three years. But absolute maximum, that was seven or eight years ago in the MCU, right? That's yeah. not an eight-year-old, is he? No, no. There was because it was a five-year time jump in Endgame. Yes, 
time the timeline's already fucky. Yeah. There's already like a, a fucking group the, of people on Reddit yeah. that are like, Kevin's got the timeline wrong. It's like ain't it ain't it funny how all these these directors don't give a fuck what year it is in no. this fictional universe. Anyway. They can always do he's got super blood knees. That's why he's big now. He aged faster, yeah. but they're definitely setting up for Planet Hulk. Yes. Which is dope. But more so, that means we can get World War Hulk. He's the one I really love you on. Yeah. And that's cool. Oh, and yeah, Daredevil turns back up and he fucks and he's happy and that's great. Yep. That's all. This is the... Matt Murdock is going to do this for Echo again next year. And I already feel bad for that show. Oh my God, is Matt Murdock Rosario Dawson now? <gasps> is he going to fuck his way to a super team? I'm in for it. All in for it. <laughs> right. Okay, I thought it was about 10 minutes. Hopefully we didn't spoil anything. <laughs> didn't want spoilers for She-Hulk, but it's been out for like two weeks, my bro. That's that's on you. Yeah. Um, I think we can probably fit Werewolf by Night in for the next however long. I don't think it needs its own thing. What about you? Sure it doesn't. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Werewolf by Night, a one-off special presentation. Yes. Basically, not enough episodes to be a TV show, not long enough to be a movie. You're a special presentation. You're a 50-minute? 50 50-minute, 50 yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much a short movie. Yeah. Boy, this is different. <sighs> I don't... People are saying that this is the best thing they've done in years. I'm like, oh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, no. let's calm down a little bit. This, is, this has multiple characters that I like in it. And no, it is not the best thing that Marvel have ever done. Don't confuse different with good. Yes. Although I did think this was good. Like... I did not. Did you not like it? I thought it was incredibly trite and didn't go far enough with its own themes. I thought it was incredibly trite and could have gone further with its themes, but was otherwise fine. I think in context of of the MCU, the fact that it does try something drastically different should be commended. Yeah. I think it should have been given the carte blanche that She-Hulk was to go full out... This is a 50 schlock horror movie. Nutcase of there. Yes. I mean, it's still the goriest thing we've ever seen. This should have been the MCU's, and I don't mean this in terms of quality, I mean this in terms of going full genre. Yeah. This should have been the MCU's Plan 9 from Outer Space. It should have been oh, yeah. shonky, it should have been weird, it should have been filmed on film. Yeah. It shouldn't have had any CG. It should have just been... And the thing is, there's moments of greatness in this in this film. Yep. Presentation, whatever the fuck we're calling it. Yeah. Little glimmers of just, you really nailed it. Yeah. And then it can't help, it's got the opposite problem to She-Hulk, it can't help being a Marvel product. Yeah, there's some trappings there, aren't there, that it can't really escape from. Um, well, this is good. We were both all right on She-Hulk, but we were saying, I quite liked it. Mm. I mean, don't know, Moon Knight's still the best thing they did all year. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, but this is a, might be an issue for second place at the moment. I, I understand where it's coming from. Because it's unlike anything else we've had. It is. I had I can't deny I had a fun time. Like just watching it, I think the, the setup of it. Um uh, if you're on the fence and you haven't actually watched it, because I don't know many people kind of clocked this even really was a Marvel thing. I mean there was no trailers where for did it they really. Announce it? Was it D twenty three? D twenty three was when it we knew it was coming, but D twenty three was when it was like kind of solidified of like it's coming this year. We didn't really get much of a trailer for it. Mm. It was very much everyone going in blind to it. So I think that might have actually shot in the foot a little bit and people aren't really talking it. Alternatively, he hasn't got the buzz because people are saving it for Halloween, which is fair. True. Um, and it came out basically just unannounced. Yeah. One day, one day Mid, was just Mid-week, there. start of October. I don't get it. See, there you go. But 
so the setup for this is basically um, we are following um, monster hunters. Mm. In it's not really established when, where, or how we are. It isn't, is it? It's very multiversey mm. by design, I think. Um, there's this lad called something Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone. No, these her dad. Oh, Ulysses Bloodstone. Ulysses Bloodstone. He was monster hunter extraordinaire. He's dead. And they had the Bloodstone, which is this like mythical object that does something. Um, it's kind of shown in the movie to just be good to use against monsters. Mm. And they then assemble monster hunters to come and f- vie for you. They're going to re- release a monster into the ground. Whoever kills it gets a stone. Yep. Pretty simple setup, but one that's full of opportunities. Yes. And that's your setup. So Elsa Bloodstone turns up. Her it, The guy's a strange daughter. She's played... By obviously Laura Donnelly. Obviously, obviously. Um, a few no hopers that you can tell straight away. You are there to look cool and be killed <laughs> because they have no links on Wikipedia. Exactly, Maybe they are not existing Marvel no. characters. No, and then you get Jack Russell, who's played by the. He's got the most American sounding name possible, yep. and yet he's played by Gael Garcia Bernal, who's yep. very Mexican. Very Mexican. Very Mexican. And Diego Luna's. Best mate. They had a hell of an October on Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, so he turns up as like... He doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of them, but, I mean, he's been invited to the monster hunt. He must be good. Mm. Uh, and then off we go. Pretty simple setup and pretty simple, like, plotting, really. Like, Yeah, I think that's... Again, that's a, that is a time in which it uses the trappings of the story device it's using yep. of the fifties horror movie yep. quite well. It sets up a weird cast of fucking bizarre people, yep. puts them in a room, and sees what happens in the spooky mm. night. Yep. I liked that. Mm. That was quite good. I think when it's and and especially when it does something that's properly macabre. Yes. Which I'm I'm going to have to spoil it. Minus spoiler alert. The uh, turning Ulysses Bloodstone into a jack-in-the-box puppet. <laughs> that was good. Fucking excellent. Yeah. That is exactly the tone this thing should have gone uh-huh. for for 50 minutes. Yeah. What it does do mm. is then becomes, you know, the deadliest game. Yeah. Everybody, all the hunters now it's trying to... games, yeah. Yeah, take each other out before mm. they can then go and take the monster out. Yes. And the monster, it's in the trailer, it's not a spoiler. No. Is man thing. Although, admittedly, when I saw him for the first time, because I completely forgot he was in this show, I went, Swamp Thing! <laughs> and then Jimmy's like, No way. No, it's the rip off version of that. That's man thing. <laughs> and Rachel looked at me and went, Man thing. I mean, yeah. 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 Weren't Stan Lee's best day. Um, can't all be Spider Man, can they? Um, <laughs> yeah, man thing's here. Yes. I think he looked good. I think he looked great, yeah. I'm. Disappointed he wasn't more practically achieved. Yeah, it felt like that was a vibe we could have gone with, but I guess if we're going to be using Man Thing going forward, it'd be weird if he was all kind of, you know, puppeteering here and I, then was full yeah. CGI going forward. I get it. But yeah, he does... Even though the CGI is pretty good, mm. he does stick out, because literally everything else in this show is pretty much practically done. Yeah. I think it, it's not as bad as She-Hulk sticking out. No, 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 I don't mean like that. I mean, like, thematically. Right, okay. It doesn't work against all this practical, like, 1950s grayscale stuff. And then there's a CGI bloke walking Mm. around. I think that's actually one of the things that disappointed me about this, is that it doesn't doesn't use monochromatic film in the same way that it should do. Mm. If you watch a black and white movie, say, like, The Artist, for example, that knows that costuming people especially is so 
fucking hard yeah. in a black and white movie. Mm. And this is very clearly a, a filter applied in post. Yes. That the lighting doesn't always work. Occasionally, it really does. There's a great shot towards the end of like, it's like um, it's like a dolly like trucking in whilst the focus is being pulled out. Yeah. It's very slow, very 1950s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get like flashes of a monster transformation. Yeah. That looked great. That looked very intentional. And then, and then, like there's there's that fight scene immediately following that. Yeah. And there's not one person who's dressed to be shot in no. monochrome, and it's very disappointing. And there's just lots of people in armor at the end because this is a Marvel movie, and we've got to have ten dudes being taken out. We can't have characters fighting. No. And that's that's where it gets me. Like we could have had some very interesting one on ones, some very interesting. Ways of dispatch. You you picked Elsa Bloodstone, who's who's a character one of my favourite um, comic book runs, uh, Next Wave. Yeah, which is just a bunch of fucking loser heroes that at one point was headed up by Monica Rambo. Ah. So great comic book if you haven't read it. Right, highly recommend it. Um, so and that that played on all of these people with weird dumb powers mm. coming together to try and do something better. You could have achieved something within the the you know the genre here that then devolved. Yeah. Even though there was kind of an evolution in the movie, when you think about it. Mm. Um, that's as much as I can say without going directly into spoilers. Yes. Hard um, to do, admittedly, for this film, because it, well, film, whatever it is. Whatever this is. At 50 minutes long, we get to, the spoilers start to happen for about 20 minutes, but, yeah, yeah, I think, it definitely could have done more. I would have given it... Just give it the full... It doesn't need a lot more. I think a full hour would have been fine for this. Yeah. To really go out. And you are right. If they're going to go this fucking campy with it, go all the way fucking campy with mm. it. But this thing, I feel like there was a little bit of the, the hand of Kevin holding it back a little bit. of like, no, because we do need these characters to go again. Mm. And if we go real campy with it, that makes integrating them into things hard. Like, it's, this is not a spoiler to say... It feels like this is a prime opportunity to put Blade into something. Hmm. And they chose not to. They did choose not to. And bearing in mind that Blade movie is in trouble. Right. <laughs> Something's up. It's pushed everything back. Yeah. And apparently Mahershala is not fucking happy about <laughs> it. So there is one action scene in the original script that's now been torn up. Oh, wow. How did you write a... Do you write a Blade scene, a Blade <laughs> film that only has one action scene? That seems harder to do than have, like, 20 of them. Yeah. What do you do with Blade that isn't killing vampires? Yeah, surely it's Fountains of Blood, the movie. Like, right. that's the point. Where's maybe this knew this? Maybe that's the point, because it's not an R-rated film. Ah. Uh, they need to push for that. Like, I mean, we can Deadpool 3. They can't do... I know they released that, like, um, that director's cut of 2 that was, like... PGE, mm. where they had him narrating the horrible stuff to watch his face in a bed. <laughs> yeah. And that was like testing the waters. So like, could we do this at a 12A? Maybe. Test the waters with that, because Blade, what, how can you do a Blade movie justice without being R-rated? No well, this is why I was happy with this. They didn't show him the gore. People are getting arms lopped off, people are being shot in the head. It's, been, uh, it's great. And they really, like, two people get burnt alive. Yes, they do. It's excellent. <laughs> but... 
again, yeah, it just it feels like that little hand of Kevin is holding these things back because you will have to be in a Blade movie at some point. Mm. And, well, he isn't here now, so I guess you can have a little bit more slack, but not too much now. And, yeah, that does ruin it a little bit. Which, but... which I think is why this is a werewolf by night thing. Yes. Because if it failed, you can just go, well, that was a fun experiment, that's in a pocket universe, <laughs> bye-bye! And just call that... Yeah. Doing it in humans. Yes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Off you go. Off it goes, and we won't speak of it again. But uh, it's been received very well. Yeah. <laughs> Too a, well. Yeah. Yeah. Werewolf by Night as a character is not one with a very strong publication history. No. Um, so it's weird that this is probably the most popular he'll ever be. Yeah, then he's right that he, way. He's literally just a fucking werewolf. Right, it's time to get spoilers, so we can talk about said werewolf. Yes. So, spoiler alert! He's a werewolf. <laughs> He's a werewolf. So, um, Jack Russell, Mexican Jack Russell, he... Jack Russell? So, no. No, no my God. No. He's the first one to go into the, the maze. Mm. And at one point, he like, against this wall, and the big arm of man thing grabs him, but then Jack's like, Hey, buddy, how you doing? You all right? <laughs> I told you I'd come get you, eight. So, the monsters are sticking together. Yep. Great. And Jack Russell is the werewolf by night. He's got it under control for the most part, but um, upon them kind of realising, after he lets Man-Thing loose, mm. and they realise... I really like the Jack Russell character, by the way. He's real fun. I want to spend more time with him. Yeah. He's I, a bit bumbling. Yeah. I enjoy that. He'd only thought as far as getting Man-Thing out, yeah. and then was like, ah, shit. What do I do now? <laughs> hey, does this grenade work? <laughs> Oh, that entire sequence of just he can't get the grenade to stick on yeah. the wall. He's turned like, it on too early. Oh, shit. Oh, I'll just rest it on this brick. There we go. What the, I don't that know why he didn't do that. I was like, put it on the crack, lad. Why are you just trying to stick it to a wall? Um, he's really fun. And him and Elsa together were really fun as well. So I'd like to see them two come back. But yeah, I mean, you know Elsa Bloodstone's going to carry on for more, more appearances. I liked her too, to be fair. Yeah. It was, a, it was an okay introduction. Could have gone more with it, but it was fine. Yeah. And then we get to... They capture that man thing is let free and kind of let slip that Jack is a because he goes to touch the bloodstone and then he goes kaboom Ooh, off yeah. he goes that's a monster for you so they lock him in Elsa bloodstone in a cage and they use the magic of the the doohickey of the bloodstone to turn him into the werewolf yes by night the bloodstone otherwise known as the Schindler's list of the thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. the only thing yeah, the only thing in, in color before the ending yeah it's so, a bit of a weird contrast there anyway now for all the badness of they're not doing. Man thing practically. Mm. They did do the werewolf practically. They did, and you can tell. <laughs> but they got you, Michael. You got to give them some slack, okay? They I, did a practical thing, yes, and it didn't look as great as it maybe could have. Oh but... no, I appreciate this way more than I do CG man thing. Yes, I will say that. Fair enough. And apparently, the transformation scene of him being in silhouette against the back wall transforming that was, great. was done in camera. That's mm. not CGI. They literally had the amazing dude go ah, and then swapped him out to the appropriate time to go rah. Uh, it's proper like Universal Monsters Wolfman. Yes, but it works. Yeah, you know what? We don't have this in the MCU. No, we do not. Sweet, let's have it. Uh, For for as weird as it was, and I think if it was... If it was an intentionally shonky thing, it would have been like chef's kiss perfect. As it stands, they went a little bit too polished. So the shonkiness is a lot more kind of, you know, apparent. Yeah. I almost think it's worth it for that shot Mm. of the the, the thunder flash transformation and the... And the dolly 
focus pull. On Elsa Bloodstone going, what the fuck is that? Like you say, it's just so Universal Monsters. It's yeah. just a beautiful fucking shot. I was like, if this was the entire thing and fucking Crank Grandad, yeah. like, that'd be great. I can't believe that's a thing. Edge of context, like. Crank Grandad makes no sense, but in context <laughs> makes all the sense. Yeah, it's it's admirable, if nothing else. Obviously, there's you can always nitpick like practical effects. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, is that going to stand up when it's in the harsh light of day? I don't know. We'll have to see. Like they might be like, oh no, he's had a more transformation this time round, and he looks now he's CGI, wouldn't you know? Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a weird one to rank because there's so much about it that I like and I admire it, even if it doesn't necessarily land. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with She-Hulk. There's a lot of that show that I admire the the risk taking, mm. and that's always better than playing it safe. Sure, even if it doesn't always land. Mm. Um, I'm ex- if there's a second one. That could be cool. Are we having our second Marvel special presentation this year? Apparently, Gardens of Galaxy Christmas special is still coming. They, they've been, they've been, we've seen nothing of it, and we are just under what two months away from Christmas, and we've still not seen anything for it. And if they're smart, they won't show anything off, and it will be a proper Christmas Day surprise. But I thought so. I mean, I guess this could be a test pilot for that as well. Yeah. It's a good format. It means you don't have to commit to a ten minute, a ten episode TV show. Obviously, movies are just a different beast altogether. It can be a proof of concept if you want to do something like this, which is a very small, like it's not a complete bottle episode. But for the most part, you are in the atrium of the mansion and then out in the garden, mm. and that's it. So it's a good way to save money. It's a good way to take chances on people. Of like, it's like a Disney short, basically. Yeah. Of like, we'll give you some inconsequential characters. See what you want to do with them. Fuck it. They gave it to the bloke who wrote the Marvel music. That's yeah, who directed that's it. Just like, thanks, lad. Do this for us, net. Yeah. Not ter- Not a terrible choice. No. Like, as it turns out. I think somebody who was a bit more horrified... This kind of feels like the thing that Scott Derrickson probably would have wanted to make. Yeah, I think so. And instead we get Michael Giacchino. But, like, I don't dislike it. No. I just, I just think that it doesn't play into its strongest hands. And I think it really undercuts itself by doing a full colour epilogue. Yeah. It just doesn't seem right. No. It's nice to have a fun conversation between werewolf and man thing. Yeah. But, like, did I need it? No, not I don't really. I think I did. I think they... Have I done that thing again? Well, you talked me down from it. Yeah. Yeah, as always. Because oh, no. um, <laughs> oh, no. I feel like they were trying to go for, like, a Rocket and Groot thing with them, knowing for well we've um, we've got less than a year left with Rocket and Groot. Oh, that's a good point. Of like big plant based monster thing and his little happy chappy bloke who follows him round and they it's love each other very much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fucking. Oh, well, it's, when you think about it. Boom, there you are. Done. That's why you liked him so much. Um, again, Michael, you like Guardian. Um, <laughs> that could be, this is going to be a good pitch episode, actually. Like, what else would we want to see him do Marvel presentations Maybe on? Maybe we should do that as a pitch. Like, the. Um, I was just watching a video of like, well, who could Henry Cavill play? And I was like, oh, the, yeah, the Nando. Yeah. Like, he'd be Hyperion. And I was like, oh, you could do like, because they have like knockoff Justice League in, they have several knockoff Justice Leagues in Marvel. Do one of them could be fun. Get as many DC actors who are on the out at the moment and whack them in that. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. That could be a good idea. But yeah, there's lots of characters that are never going to, definitely not going to have a film about them. Can't justify a TV series straight off the bat. You give them this, it works. Then you move them up the ladder. Then mm. you've got tiering of like, well, you know, we want to try the Iron Fist again, but we know that the TV show was tainted. Let's just do a fucking martial arts hour-long tournament tekken thing. We've hit, well, that's what we think the, uh, the Ten, Ten Rings show is going to yeah. be. 
But still, put him there. If Iron Fist works in that, we've, okay, we've rehabilitated the character. Well, now we can get a TV show. If that goes well, fuck it. Welcome, lad. You're in the Avengers now. They could have done... Because in the Netflix uh, Iron Fist thing, they have that old reel of an old Iron Fist Ooh, in the costume. Yes. That could be good. There's lots of like origin stories you can go and do. Like mm. You can still go get um, what is basically young Howard Stark and do proper oh. formation of S.H.I.E.L.D. shit. Ooh, that'd be mm. good. Isaiah Bradley's there. Isaiah Bradley is... Oh, 1960s... We're experimenting. Oh, that's, oh that my could, god! You could, could do it as a black exploitation film, like Shaft. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to give you too many more ideas. We're definitely doing this. Oh, as a this is a good idea. That's how the magic is. That's that's how the sausage gets made, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I still accept. I still think this is for Disney Plus at the very least. Maybe even Disney overall. If Black Panthers is a bit on the side, mm. like this is probably the second best thing they've done. I'm just like I had a good time. It's not Moon Knight is I'm street ahead of yeah, I'm year. finding it hard to disagree with you here, to be honest. Even though I'm not as hot on this as you are, I'm really finding it hard to disagree with you. Here's me slacking off Thor Love Thunder, which again, I do own on Blu ray now. Because <laughs> you're weak. Oh, not even that. Guess what else I own on Blu ray? Oh, no. The Secret of Dumbledore. <laughs> Why? So the three movies I bought from HFV the other day are probably all going to appear on my either. Honourable or middling mentions or worst of the year list. Oh, wow. But I have shelves and they oh, must be no. complete. Oh, Again, no. as I say all the time, I own Jurassic Park 3 in three different formats <laughs> and I goddamn made that movie. Um, cool, what's on? I was about to fly into what's coming up next, but that's not the bit we do first, Michael. It's what's not. the bit we do first, Michael? The bit we do first is go and whore ourselves out. Yeah, You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram and at that, Michael. And you can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram and at the Goodridge. You can go and find the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under the username FowleyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed. Only using them, Fowley and T. Or Fowley and T podcast, depending on the service you're using. And of course, go to fansentainment.com for more nonsense like this. What's coming up? Uh, right, coming up, well, Marvel-wise, we still have Black Panther coming out soon? Soon-ish. Soon-ish. Um, let's now, have is, a it, quick is it coming out in December or is it out in November? Let's have a quick look. I think it's November. I think it is November because I, I remember seeing it out in the same month as Black Adam because Black Adam doesn't come out till November. No! No, Black Adam's, Black Adam's out, out this month. Fuck. Black okay. Adam's out right the fudge now, they if not tomorrow. Brought that forward. Yeah, so it's out in November. Between now and then, I mean, Avatar 2 is a thing. Um, yeah. Oh, Weird Al's coming. Weird Al is coming. Weird Al's uh, two weeks away, so that's dope. My God. Um, we, we, it's, we're getting into the business end where video games might... Are you game God of War? Mate, you didn't even finish the first God of War game, no, so, so you're not getting not. Ragnarok. I'll get it on um, sale, but Pokemon's so, on its way out. Pokemon's on the way out. Less than a month away. Fucking, I don't like belly bolts. I know you don't. I, I As you like the big I frog like avocado egg thing. Egg frog. He's oh, good. God I sake. like him. Not I know. The new I know I shouldn't. Land. I know I shouldn't. Yeah. I know. Come on. I'm trying to think of the good design. Oh, uh, precisely. Hang right. on. I can do this. Fuey Coco's okay. But there's the, it's a starter Pokemon. I didn't see what the. Yeah. They've been. Ve- I thought they were gearing up to do like a trailer a week mm. because they did the thing with the lucky Chloe looking woman where she had a trailer on the Wednesday and then had a follow up on like the weekend mm. ones and that's when they revealed Belly Bolt. I thought, oh, we're just going to be getting... like, Why not? We've got, like, what, three or four weeks to go? Mm. Something like that. Oh, and they didn't even really release the trailer for Wiglet. 
No, Wiglet was a weird like Earth Day thing, wasn't it, or something like that. So I thought we we we're in the end game now, like lads. Let's let's pick up the pace. We haven't seen starter evolutions, mid or final. No, we haven't really seen much of the um, the paradox Pokemon, which you know about, and all this other jazz. It feels like they're holding it back. I'm mm. a bit worried. Yeah. yeah. Although we didn't see much of Legends Arceus. Admittedly, not. And that's doing well this year for, for Game of the Year. Um, it's going to take something to dethrone that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to give a fucking nick up there for you. Yeah. Um, I've got, I'm getting through. So PlayStation Plus Extra has been a hell of a fucking upgrade for me. Right. I have played in the last like... <laughs> you played precisely five minutes of the Artful Escape. Sweet Jesus, Michael. <laughs> right, we're done with review now. We can just talk about whatever we want. So... I played Deathloop. Yeah, I love Deathloop. It's a good game. I play. I was playing through some of. I played um, Observation. Okay. Good God, that's an intense game. Mm. Great, but fucking, you got to be on it's it. It's horror, isn't it? Not really. Kind of. It's hard to describe what Observation is. I need to play. Um, I, I recommend it. I think you'll like it. And I was like, what else? And you'd suggested the Artful Escape. Mm. Now, I've been trying to puzzle out for the last couple of days whether you genuinely thought I might like it or you knew for a fact I'd fucking hate it and you thought it'd be funny to make me play it for a few hours. Or both. You were like, it's obviously got one way or another. It's very Marmite for him. Yeah. Fuck me, don't I hate that game. <laughs> I didn't do... I ran round as this prick who just says everything prickish and then ran round holding it in square so he go bling, bling, bling to bring a bit, bit of joy and life. Otherwise, I'd just be running round soundlessly going, I'm sure the game will start any second now, any minute now. And this monster will turn up and it'll go... Like real Simon says simple guitar stuff, and I'll go bloom, bloom, bloom. Okay, I'll go bloom, 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 and then I'll defeat that, and it's like, well, do that again. Off you go. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I know I'm kind of adverse to story first games, mm. but my god, I thought this bloke was a bell end of the highest torture. <laughs> I know that's kind of the point that he's putting on the affront of being like. I'm Dangerous McDangerous. I'm Space Fried Gold. Oh, God, I can't bear the thought of... And I immediately went on how long to beat, and it said this roughly takes about four hours, and I went... Turn it off. I don't have four hours in me, lad. Can't do it. Now, admittedly, I tried Scott Pilgrim the game, and it was so goddamn hard that I've already deleted that one. You tried? You haven't played it before? I haven't played it before, no. Ah, I think I played the demo, and the same thing happened. What, when thought, it first came out? Or? Yeah. In, in the PS3 days? Yes. Yeah. I tried the demo. I thought, this is far too hard. I won't get this. Now it's for free. I thought, I'll give it another go. And it turns out it's too hard. And I'm not meant for this. Oh, I like it though. So, um, I'm moving on to Planet Coaster. Is probably next. GTA Vice City's on there that, now. That game was not meant to be played with a fucking controller. What? Planet Coaster. Oh, God, no, no. Good it's, Lord. It's, 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 it's a tricky thing. I like it, but fuck me dead. Like, I can't control it. And I'm try- all I want to do is rebuild Lawton Towers. <laughs> yeah. Just make Oblivion better. <laughs> I never showed you the photo of me uh, on the last ride of Nemesis, did I? No. Again, you were there on the closing day? Uh, I wasn't there on closing day, no, but I was I was there recently um, and kind of knew, oh no, it's the uh, the last time. They're probably revamping gonna... it though, aren't they? It, it seems like, they haven't confirmed it, but it does seem like they're just, um, yeah, revamping it. They're going to retrack it. Um, How they, you know, revamp the blood pool? Because it does just look like sewage. Exactly. It doesn't do blood stuff anymore. What's the point? Um, yeah, I think they're just retracking it because that makes sense. Why would you get rid of your best ride? Right. Um, now, surely even they're not that fucking suicidal. I know. Um, 
I'm stalling. Oh, there it is. Um, the face you pull when you're trying to salute the nemesis, but you don't know where the camera is. <laughs> I held a salute the whole ride. Amazing. With a straight face and then got into the loop and went... That's <laughs> when the picture went off. Yeah, um... Yeah, we're going to play Planet Coaster. I'm going to play Vice City. So if anyone's got any recommendations for games that I either love or hate, I'm not. I'm not against sadism. Um, let me know. Yeah. Because I'm not buying Gotham Knight now. I've got a few weeks to kill to God of War. So I am up for any and all indie games. That just means I don't just mindlessly play Tekken Seven for a bit. <laughs> Although Subnautica Below Zero is in the wild, and I could get that. You could. You huh. did like Subnautica. I did like Subnautica. Huh. There's options out there. What I'm saying is PlayStation Plus turns out pretty good it's deal. It's pretty good, which gives I you an indication it. of what Game Pass is like as well. I will get to it eventually. I think it might be early next Trust year. Trust me, I haven't touched it all yet. But like, ah. but, I, but, but it's still good. The thing is, that you, can't, you can't argue with the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The value, really. And this cost of all... living crisis, Michael. Hmm. 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 Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most dour outro we've ever done. Bye, everybody. The Tories are going to be out of Paris soon. It's all good. Yay, Bye. Welcome.